0: All right. Welcome, everybody. This is the um, first of many installments we'll have. Uh, please welcome. This is going to be a show we bring on people to interview people. Um, and today I'm really excited because uh, the first guest is one that I'm excited to get on here and tell her story. We have uh, Coach Bradley. And first off, just go ahead and get dove into it. Go ahead and give us a quick uh, background about yourself. Bradley, so uh,
1: everybody can get an idea of where we're going. Yeah, sweet. So uh, typically I do go by Bradley or Coach Bradley. Um, I am currently a uh, personal trainer. Um, I've been in the military. I was an aircraft electrician, a very long time ago, and I was actually uh, received an honorable discharge uh, for what we call Chapter Fifteen or homosexual admission. Told them I was gay, and then um, they did uh, discharge me after that. Um, I've been in the gaming industry about seventeen. Uh, years recently got out of that in December and I've just been doing my personal trainer thing since then.
0: So what, when did you start getting into working out and stuff? Because I want to get into like the kind of vision you're having with your, with your training business, where you're going with it and what it's done oh, yeah. for you. Well, we talked oh, yeah, about, yeah. So like, so I, w- I want you to go into how you, it, whether you stumbled onto training or something you want to try out or what made you get into it and then you know um how it's helped you out with
1: yeah so essentially I'm gender queer, uh and I've been active since I was a child I was always a kid playing sports and so so being active or being in a gym wasn't necessarily new for me um but in around 2014 I started to really get into self-development and setting goals and things like that and I really started to get into the gym and I started to realize a few things about myself I started to realize that I didn't actually have a word at that point for genderqueer and I did not even um, know that it existed. Um, I just knew that there were some things about myself um, that I couldn't quite figure out. I knew that I wasn't trans. Um, I wasn't a transgender person in terms of I was born in the wrong body or I was completely uncomfortable with my body. Um, but I also knew that I wasn't completely female and I certainly was not completely uh, comfortable with those sort of uh, stereotypes or being put in that female box. Uh, the more I'd work out, the more like whole I would feel, and I started to bulk up, and I started becoming really um, into bulking and um, just putting on muscle and just being in the gym. And I started to realize, like it started to bring up. It's almost like having yourself uh, separated, and then you get to become whole. It's like fitness. Was the cure for a lot of the body dysphorias that I was having, um, and, and that was me being uncomfortable with small arms or me um, you not. Know, I'm five four. I hate being so short. Um, and that fitness kind of filled that gap in for me, so I could feel whole. Um, because w- when you're gender queer, um, I can't really speak for anyone else necessarily, but I know when you're gender queer, um, there's a lot of spaces where you feel good in, and there's a lot of spaces where you don't feel good in. Um, you don't really fit in anyone's box. You're not fitting in that transgender box. You're not fitting in the cisgender box. Um, and fitness was that thing for me. And I started to realize like, I already love fitness anyways, but then it started to solve some of my problems. And I just knew like, I'm not the only person like this, right? Like there fitness can solve so many, um, body dysphoria issues for people, right? We, we can present more authentically, uh, through fitness.
0: Now, for those who are, uh, not, um, up to date with, you explained to uh, what uh, gender queer is because so I know there's going to be people sure. listening that have no idea or they think. A lot. The biggest concern is people that think it's one thing when it's not. So, oh, of
1: course. So, like, if you just do a quick Google search, um, the basic thing is that whenever you um, gender queer can mean a couple of different things depending on the person, right? So it can mean that you're neither male or female, um, or that you are both male and female, um, or that maybe there's a spectrum where sometimes you're a little more on the masculine side or sometimes you fall more on the feminine side, and that may vary throughout your life. Um, Personally, for me, genderqueer means that um, I feel that I am both male and female. I don't feel I'm outside of a gender, um, but I do feel that I am both. I have some very um, masculine traits and some some very important areas where I do feel not just masculine in the terms of, oh, I'm just a tomboy, or not just masculine in terms of, oh, I'm just gay and I'm a dyke, right? Or I'm uh, a very masculine butch type um, lesbian. (laughs) My apologies. Uh, Um, It it means that there are areas uh, or parts of me that's very masculine, and there are parts of me that's very feminine. And the more that I found fitness and the more that I've become who I am, the more that I've become whole, it's like I've also become even more comfortable with the feminine parts of me.
0: Okay. So it's, it's, it's funny because when the the issue say that you, this is helping you with, you know, you say is when you, we were talking earlier about how you were training, you were feeling more comfortable mm-hmm. in your body, you know, it was resembling a, a boost of confidence. And the thing is because you, it seems like you're using the fitness and the training to express your masculine side. So Absolutely. you're like, you're, you're, you're taking the masculine side more of a physical route to get mm-hmm. back almost almost like almost like um like venting or kind of an outsource so you don't feel right. like so, bottled up or anything like that. So and yeah, that's so funny. We, Go we ahead. can
1: use the term gender expression for that, right? So yeah, it allows yeah. me to express my gender. Um or part, it, my gender expression is masculine and it allowed me to fully express that, right? So before it would just be that I was expressing it um based on the, the shirt I'd pick out or maybe the fact that I had like where I would got my jeans, like which section of the store I got jeans, right? Um, But this allows my physical body to reflect my masculine
0: side. And as you started getting results and started started changing, going down that route, like how did that help you mentally?
1: Oh man, it's like looking at yourself in the mirror and then recognizing your full self. It's like, wait a minute, that's that's me. Like I can see myself in the mirror for who I really am. It's like seeing all of you uh, when before you've just, seen just parts of you, or you've, or I would cringe like when I would look in the mirror. Right? It was never like um, what's on my chest or what's down my pants. That was never something that I had an issue with. It was um, how small I was, or people refer to me, "You're so little," or "You can't move that," or things like that. And it was you know, I'd look at my legs and they'd be so small. Or I wanted to physically um express uh who who I am. And whenever I would finally start to see changes, and you start to see where you know you're wearing. A size extra small shirt, but now I'm in a small and now it doesn't fit my sleeves because, you know, like I got like a little bicep pump going on. Like those things start to feel different and it impacts every area of your life.
0: I also realize that you have the power to, 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 to change how, how you are. That, and that's, that helps. That's, that helps a lot of people right there. Just realizing, Hey, you know, if I'm not happy with how I look or happy with some aspect of life, I have the power to change it. And oh, absolutely. we, we do that physically, mm-hmm. but where a lot of people, I think, need to make the connection is you can take that into, like, every aspect of life. I actually had this conversation with somebody the other night of how getting out of your comfort zone and doing certain things is how you progress in life and all that. So when you realize you start doing those things in the gym, it's yeah. almost the same as with everyday stuff. You have to, you have to work hard. You have to get uncomfortable. You have, but at the same time. You start realizing, oh, I actually have the power to control to get any job I want to be as successful as I want. It's the same shit. It's just applied in a different area. And for some reason, yeah. the gym makes it click in people's heads like that. And that also yeah. helps boost um, your confidence and stuff is what you were talking about earlier. And Absolutely. what I'm finding is is with your situation being genderqueer, but it's the same issue that almost every other person has in the gym that it is a confidence thing you know so my clients not
1: all of my clients are uh just part of the gay community or the queer community some of my clients are uh, very heterosexual they're very cisgender um and we once you get to the gym it's the same struggle it's just how does it affect your life when you leave the gym all the amazing things it does for you when you leave the gym but like you said like it gives you confidence to look for that that new job or whatever i was in a job that i was miserable at i was in an an industry that i've been in for 17 years making you know six figures it was a good job it was a great career but me getting further and further and further down this journey with fitness and figuring out who I am seeing who I am seeing those changes I left that career behind but I would not have been able to do it without the lessons learned through the gym and through fitness yeah
0: um it's funny how you know when it, it a place where people think that other people are going to make fun and stuff of you for trying and they're going to, they're going to pick fun at you. is actually the one place where all different types of people relate because they have the same goal, that same struggle of trying to better themselves and try to boost their confidence. And it's, it's it's funny because a lot of the gyms, the old school gyms that I've been in um, there's no issues with discrimination at all because Mm. everybody's there to do the same thing. And uh, I think uh, that's one, one of the reasons I like, the gym i work at now and the one i worked at before that was the same way because mm. all that discrimination all that bullshit goes out the window because we get in there we're all in there to work
1: yeah That's, i think um, that it's kind of the same rule like you know when you're in i actually have an instagram post that i just put a, um just a couple of days ago where i said you can be intimidated going into the gym but don't let that stop you because in my experience over the years it's the fittest people that are typically the most helpful and if anyone's judging you it's probably because they just started uh, that judgment doesn't happen from the fit the people who actually have like lived the journey you know what I mean like the people who have achieved their goals or hit those plateaus or had to like work even harder just to get that body weight squat whatever it is that they needed to get they've learned not to judge and that it's really not a place where you're going to be separated based on labels or based on anything if anything you're just going to get talked about because you're like texting in the squat rack like bro move on but other than that like it really is the most inclusive place.
0: And usually the people that are saying shit, are you, like you said, people that just started or they're people Mm. that are really insecure because they can't get there themselves. So they boost their ego up by putting other people down. Absolutely. And the people that are the fittest, a good percentage of us did not start there. So Mm -hmm. we've been in that person's shoes before. We know exactly what's eating at them. That's usually why we know exactly what to say to get them off their ass.
1: So interestingly though, So I present very masculine. There's a lot of the times where people won't really know what my gender is or not be very um, sure of it. So there's occasion where I'll kind of get a couple of glances or whatnot. But it's always from that, like I say, it's, it's always from the same, the beginners. Or maybe if I walk into the weight area where like the biggest, most fittest guys are like fist bumping me. Hey, you know, hey, balls, how you doing? Things like that. And it's the smaller guys um, that really haven't been training very long that may give me the side glances. But again, it's always just that beginner. If there's any sort of pushback in a gym, if there's any sort of judgments or something like that, it's really not ever from the people that have, have lived the
0: journey. Yeah, and the other people that are really fit are too busy posting stuff on Facebook of themselves to care about what any new person's doing, right? I usually say that Absolutely to people too. Like, look on Facebook and look at the people in this gym. They're all posting pictures of themselves. So they're worried right, about right. that. Don't worry about it. Absolutely. How um, now that you've stumbled on this and you're like, this is what I want to do, this is this is right. the path I'm taking. How how far are you wanting to take the career as a trainer? Like what's your main goal? What's your main vision? Like who I know you I mean, you're like me, you go over a diverse clientele Mm -hmm. but what Mm -hmm. is the if you had like the main goal like how far do you want to take it so the thing is though
1: I want to create when I first started um doing this I could not find any body that looked like me that was bulking right there were no females that were uh, in the gauge community or anywhere that were bulking um and so my my goal is to create a more accessible a stream of um information for people like me. So that's that's my main goal. Ultimately though, where I want to take my business is that, you know, Q2, we're gonna release shirts for Bradley Fitness and Nutrition. Uh, you know, Q3, we're gonna release up most likely an app at that point for uh, my clients um, to me- communicate with me. So we're building the coaching business. Um but I also want to be able to get more coaches out there because there are not as many coaches like me and you as we might think there are. So ultimately, I want to create um, a a lineup of coaches doing what we do to make make us more acceptable. We got to have more safe spaces um, that you can come in and say, you know what? I'm a five foot four female. I want to bulk up and not have someone say, well, you know what? Let's go try these glute exercises because not all those cookie cutter workout programs work for everybody.
0: Yeah, 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 People that that um, tailor it to the client, they tailor the program to the client using their knowledge. That's exactly what I do. You do. Yes. That's um. Yeah. So yeah. Usually, your corporate trainer. It, as soon as it's female, they assume that you're like the other ninety percent, and they just try to fit you into that mold. Right. And if that's if that's your thing, that's great. But I mean, there's going to yeah, be Yeah,
1: no shade so, there. I'm there's going to be that. Not yeah. Always, yeah.
0: There's going to be that five or ten percent that just are flag like better term odd cases that you don't see every day and there needs to be people that are willing to embrace that. Yeah. Like um, how many I don't know uh, many people that have trained transgender people for contests before, you know, and for sure. But I, I took it head on. And you know, because if you're if you're a good trainer, you're wanting to be a good trainer, you're not gonna run from it. You're going mm-hmm. to uh, you're gonna Yeah, use, you'll be better like, for it. Yeah, you're gonna take it head on. And that person's most likely going to respect you because you took it when other people were too afraid to touch it yeah absolutely yeah so that's um you know it takes a certain kind of trainer to be able to um take their principles and mold it to each individual according to what they want but um it takes a little longer to learn different types of stuff to do that, but in the end, it's better for the trainer and the client um, it does and,
1: I, and you know i'd extend, extend that and say that you would probably have um it's more impressive, I think, that you do it because you're doing it from a white male, cisgender perspective. So you have a bit of a learning curve, whereas I am kind of coming into it and I'm saying, okay, what did I need five years ago or seven years ago when I first started doing yeah. You know mean? yeah, I don't have that.
0: <laughs> I right. have to listen to them. When it comes to somebody that can never get the weight off or they can never look mm-hmm. how they wanted to, and it was a lot of mental issues with eating, and I, that, I, that I can relate with because I had those right. a lot. Or not being mm-hmm. able to stop drinking, things like that. But when it comes to people from that community, I've just kind of had to Mm -hmm. try to relate it to something I've been through as far as Mm -hmm. being shy or doing something a lot of people want to do and then just go off of it, listen to them a lot. And, you know, like you said, well, like I told you last time we talked about doing research and stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. all the research I did on transgender individuals and even the point I was watching documentaries and stuff, just so I could get an idea of what's in someone's head. So I know how to, because you, you can't, it's, it's more than just adjusting the program. You have to adjust your coaching for each person. Different people have different triggers. And if you don't well, know how the person yeah, thinks, sure. you don't, like, I can't be a complete asshole to everybody, you know? Um, and, and there's, there's certain ways I have to project that to people. Some people can handle me just being blunt. Some people can handle me being blunt mm-hmm. but saying it in a nice tone. There's a, I had one guy that was a Marine, he was in his fifties and he did not understand the emphasis on stuff, unless I was like acting like I was mad at <laughs> and right, people, right. people, I would be like, "Dude, what the fuck? That's not you supposed to do that shit." And people be like, "Dude, you need to calm down." The guy's like, "No, that's the only you way, way I listen." Him like that. Right? Yeah, he was a, he was an ex-marine. He he told he told one of the guys he's like, if you don't talk to me like that, I don't think that it's important, so I just don't listen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the other, yeah. He's like, yeah, he you gotta yell. The at me same way, you know, like some people. And I learned that through my career of managing and coaching teams and stuff. You cannot speak to the same person to two people the same way.
0: No, you, you can't. just
1: can't, and you can't coach two people the same way. And I think that um, coaching the type of individuals um, that's my niche, I, for the most part, I understand exactly what they're saying. Uh, I'm 37. So sometimes with the labels and things like that, there's maybe a little bit of a generational divide. Um, But I'm learning that portion of it. But you certainly cannot speak to everyone the same. You can't train them the same. Um, And to your point earlier about it isn't something you can necessarily identify with. um, I have a lot of trouble gaining weight. And so sometimes I have clients that um, are looking to lose weight and looking to lose a substantial amount. And the only thing I can go off of is, you know, I've got two, three, other clients who have lost 80 to 100 pounds working with me so i can go off of that experience with them but can i personally sympathize with them i cannot because you know i eat a ton of calories a day and i'm still trying to gain weight um in the same way that someone that struggled to uh lose weight wouldn't be able to understand the struggle of trying to gain weight um so i think that that kind of applies universally so while we do have these exceptions for say the lgbt community that i'm trying to work with or exceptions in other area universally we're all struggling we're all going to the gym we're all trying to uh better ourselves and push forward
0: yeah true and when you're talking about specific instances like um like let's say you have you have a guy that's like rural feminine and they want, they don't mm-hmm. want to get all big and bulky, but they want to get toned, maybe a little smaller, and I, I've heard, I've had guys come in and say, hey, I want my glutes bigger, because, you know, it's a gay guy, mm-hmm. and that's what they want, and that's, yep. you know, and it's like, well, how do I do this? Well, how do you do it when a fucking girl comes in? It's the same shit. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, his diet's gonna be a little different and stuff, and you got, but you just, you train the muscles mm-hmm. to change and stuff, just like, that's why, it's, it's trying to find, like, common ground, trying to lift the veil, because, just because it's a girl doesn't mean she's automatically gonna want to be tone and stuff she might right. want to be fucking huge you know and there's some women that yeah. not want to be like that and that's fine Fuck yeah there's um yeah. um you know there's some guys that don't want to get really big they just want a nice like slender look and like okay we'll do that and you can't mm-hmm. like you can't put the you can't put the gender attached to it because especially cannot. today like this it's such an even playing field now today that you have to approach it like that and you, you know
1: it's almost, it's almost like if you just take down If you just say I have a client and you almost just take their gender off the paper and you say I have this client and they want to have bigger glutes and they want to, you know, their quads to pop and they, you know, it doesn't matter if that's a guy coming to you or a girl coming to you um, in terms of how you treat them or how you go about it. The only difference is really, like you said, their diet or um, working with their personality. But if you, it's almost like people get themselves, they think it's more difficult than it really is.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because it's something they haven't seen before. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like just trying to find some some common denominator yeah. to where you can make that relation. So
1: the only yeah. place I guess I've seen that, um, the only place I've seen where that doesn't apply, right? So when you have someone like myself that's genderqueer and we're not trying to, we're trying to skate this line between, male and female and trying to get it to present exactly as we feel. Um, There can be some pretty significant variations from one person to the next. I have a recent client that just, um, she's not actually one of my coaching clients. She just came to me for a customized workout. Um, But she wants to maintain 70% of her femininity, but she wants to bulk up in these one little ways. And so you have to really, you have to be able to dig through with those consultation calls or discovery calls when we're on the phone and really dig through and try to see what are they actually saying? And what do they actually want to look like? You know what I mean? So you have to do a little bit more like investigating or a little bit more digging to figure out what it is that they actually want before you can give it to them.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's just a matter of listening to how they want to feel, and that could tell you what direction they're really wanting to go because then they may tell you one thing and sometimes they may they mean say, something yes. else and not even realize yes. it. Or sometimes. It's like, find a picture, find, find something close to what you think you want to look like. And then <laughs> well, you said that,
1: that's what yeah. I had to tell her to do. I was just like, you yeah. got to send me like four pictures and then we're going di- to, we're going
0: to figure this out like, for you. What, what 70%? I mean, you could put your voice in there for one thing, one thing you can't control, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. you have to figure out what part of the 70% cause some of that stuff, especially when it comes to like skin tone and all that stuff, it comes to like mm-hmm. hormone profiles and shit, you know, and you mm-hmm. have to fix that before you even start getting, making the training have an effect on that. So that's definitely. Um, it's definitely, yeah, something you have to be more specific on. But, you know, it could right. be like that's kind of how they feel they want to look, but they have no idea what areas they want to express until they start doing an experiment. Because, of course, anything you can do, you can undo. So it's not like yeah, it's yeah, you can make
1: adjustments, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it may come down to a macro adjustment or, you know, you're going to change up your routine a bit, but you can make those adjustments. You
0: know, is it – I just realized something. Isn't it kind of interesting how even if somebody wants to look – something that's not considered normal as they mm-hmm. get close to how they want to look, they get more confident.
1: Yes. It's, it's the most liberating thing I've ever experienced. And it's one of those little addictive parts of this job is when I see someone really starting to come into themselves and then you see them uh, more confident. They're in the session and they're more confident. And you're just yeah. like, look at you go. Like, it's just, it's such a beautiful thing to watch. It's such a great thing to see.
0: Yeah. People that couldn't even, it's even when you're training somebody like, has never been in a gym or has never gone Mm -hmm. off of cable machines or, you know, like the typical person that just thinks walking all day will burn the fat and they don't want to touch the weights and you get them in there. Next thing you know, they're like all about wanting to power lift and shit because (laughs) they get that addiction to like, you know, Mm -hmm. I still look like a woman, but I can push some fucking weight. I want to go compete. Right, right. Yeah, so they they, yeah. they get
1: that that stereotype of oh, you touch the weights and you're gonna get too bulky. And I hate that word bulky just because it's it's got such a <laughs> negative connotation, right? Yeah. Like it just, but you yeah you get somebody in their weight training, and I just had a client wanted um, five days of cardio, and I'm like, no, let's let's do three full body workouts, and then we can do two lower days of cardio. Let's let's work this. And she's you know texting me, I love it. You know, I'm loving the way that this is. I got lost ten pounds. Like she's she's making progress. Because she pushed outside of her comfort zone, um, you just gotta stay off those cardio machines sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even um, I mean, the muscle, the muscle and stuff comes from the diet. If you don't eat the stuff to build it, the woman can the weights all day. She's not gonna get bigger unless she wants to. You're not gonna mm-hmm. accidentally look like Miss Olympia in, in a month. It's just those women. <laughs> those women have right. to push beyond what they're capable of bio, biologically and stuff to look like that to think that somebody's never been to the gym is going to look like that by accident it's just like a fucking long shot right so it's, it's like not. no
1: disrespect bro but you're not going to look like that just because I, you're hitting three full body workouts a week you yeah know, so
0: don't don't be don't be afraid if anything train your ass off and then have to back off that's a better right. approach because at least you're gonna have a lot of other benefits coming along with that mm-hmm then doing all this of what you think is work, and you've been in the gym for months and hadn't seen shit because you're afraid to push too hard
1: then you're discouraged it's gonna you know you're gonna get grumpy you're gonna fall off you're gonna start yo-yo dieting it's just like this uh it just escalates as you go over time if you aren't seeing the progress but if you aren't seeing the progress you're probably not following your program
0: then comes the ben and jerry's and lifetime movies and being depressed all the time
1: don't forget the Oreos. Yeah,
0: the <laughs> Yeah. It's <Oreos. laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, I've been there myself where I didn't know what the fuck I was doing and I would quit and just mm-hmm. binge eat or go drinking and stuff. And, you know, it's, um I think uh, one point I kept yo-yoing so much back. I was like, you know, I just have to face it. I cannot go fuck around on the weekends if I'm really going to try. Because I keep mm-hmm. telling people want to compete and stuff and be a trainer. And I can't even, like not go by like a couple 40s on the way home on friday so i need to like and when i finally got through the first couple weekends i real and i started seeing the results once you start seeing the results it like the right. end of the tunnel your whole fucking world changes like you'll you'll start doing whatever it takes because you know you and you know it works and you finally have that vision in your head of what you want to look like once mm-hmm. you get that person in your head it gets a lot easier to stick to the program
1: Yeah, for sure. So when I first started this, what would happen was um, I'm 5'4". My natural body weight ranges between 115 and 120. Um, So what would happen was I was eating like crap. I had a lot of stress from work and then I would start to work out and I would start to see results. And I started to like, I really kind of threw myself into uh, meal prepping. I love the meal prep. I love coming out with new recipes, uh, all this sort of stuff. So I was my nutrition was pr- pretty good um, for a beginner. I was, you know, ma- making this, but then my body would start to slim up and there was uh, a lot of femininity starting to show. And I would think, I didn't have the vocabulary. I didn't have the words to describe the fact that I did not like the results I was seeing. So I, I was seeing results by normal standards. I wasn't seeing the results I wanted, because I did not, I would like you said, how you have to send, send send me a picture so that I can actually know what you want. I did not have that image in my head yet as to what I wanted. And finally I realized I wanted to bulk up. And then I started saying, you know what, I'm just going to have to eat. And I just started eating more and more and more. And so then I started to see those results. And so then I started to get my swollen a little bit and I was like, whoa, this is what it is, right? So it was, but it, I kept, I was not consistent until I started seeing the results I wanted. And I think that's so true for so many people. You won't be consistent until you see the results you want, but you won't see the results that you want to see
0: until you're consistent. I've seen people that were stubborn and tried every cookie cutter bullshit fad plan in the world. And when they come to me and I finally convince them to stick to it and that morning they get up and they have to go put they have to go put a belt on And next thing you know <laughs> yeah. that guy, that guy goes from the one bitch in a moment to carrying the cooler with him wherever he goes. He's coming to the gym mm-hmm. on his off days I'm having to keep him out of the gym so he can recover. Right. Rest right and, and it's just like, just the, the, one of the things I used to tell newer trainers when they ask, sometimes they ask me for advice. I'm like, the quicker you get that light at the end of the tunnel, the better off the relationship's mm-hmm. going to be because you got to build that trust. They're not going to trust you until you show them, you know, what the fuck you're doing. And if you right. just start, have no progress photos, no testimonials, you have to start from square one. Like you may have to train people for free. You may have to do a discount or whatever and oh, find yeah, that one I've person that... It, you know, and it's rare because, you know, if you do stuff for free or discount, most people aren't going to listen because they're not invested. So you have to find those couple of people that will actually listen and not mm-hmm. and can, will listen, even if you're training them for free, which is, you know, I was lucky. First couple I had come in we were able to. I did it for the right. discount. And, uh, you know, and then use that because for every one person you change, you're going to get two or three of their friends. So you, oh, you just yeah, have to get those first couple of people. Yeah, we uh, call for it sure. coconut wireless in Hawaii that's like one of the best ways to get 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 your name around and right so that's the once you get that established like the relationship gets a lot easier and it's easier to train them so mm, for sure that's yeah. A, yeah i
1: i did that i did um when i first came out with my coaching programs um i gave a three away basically in exchange for testimonials as long as you agree that this was you know a worthwhile program um and one really just put in about zero percent effort and the other two um did
0: really really well
1: but and i think that that's just more of a reflection of some people want it and some people don't
0: yeah i have that's you know that's what everything comes down to if somebody's i know women that have worked more than one job had more than one kid were single mothers Mm -hmm. and they didn't miss it they are their husband was deployed they were taking care of kids and working a job and they did not skip a beat and there's some women that just work a night or no, sorry, I didn't mean that. Sorry, anybody, fuck, I don't know why. Because I was talking about reference. And there's some people that have a nine to five job, and for some reason that takes up all their time. They can't do anything else. But the minute Friday night comes around, they're at the bar with their boys, and I'm like, well, you got time to do all this other bullshit? So it oh, does. Yeah. It comes down to like, if you actually want it, you'll fucking find the time. You'll find the time to eat. You'll figure out a way to get your meals in. You'll 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 do whatever you got to do
1: right like if you if you look at this so this is one of the thing i tell some of my clients like if you go get a De giorno pizza and look at how long it takes you to make that pizza in the oven and then you get a rice cooker and then you get like uh some whatever meats it is that you're going to have your chicken or uh your fish or whatever it's going to take you less time to create that meal that's going to give you gains than it is for you to make that fucking pizza that's true right like so if you want it you'll get it and it's it, we talked about this with the labels and um all the labels that come to with the LGBT community um and all these other things and they can be used as a victim card or they can be you know yeah, used yeah. to help you kind of identify who you are and then but at the end of the freaking day if you want it you'll get it just grind yeah. just if you want it you will go get it
0: yeah you know that even relates to some of the because i've uh, you know some people in the transgender community may think like transgender female may think they can't look feminine because, or they can't, they can't work out because they'll look too masculine. You're like, no, mm-hmm. I mean, just because you have, you had a male biology at one point, um, you know, that doesn't mean that you can't work out and still look feminine. You don't have to like, cause some, some think that from what I've understood, that the minute they get in the gym, if they touch weight or whatever, they're going to lose any femininity that they've worked really hard to get and that's not the case it could actually increase it if you know how to train and eat properly Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's like you're saying they're using that title as i can't i can't i can't and you're like no you need to use that that title as how do i troubleshoot this issue how do i get around it because there ain't no reason i can't have the same fucking shit everybody else has i just got to figure out why what different do i have to do to get it
1: right like it for me the gender queer wasn't something to say oh no like i don't fit into these other boxes like um this was like it was empowering, right? So you got to use those labels to empower you. You can never allow them to limit you. And so it was just basically it gave me um, a word, or it gave me uh, the vocabulary to say, "This is what I am, and this is why I have those feelings." Instead of me trying to figure out why I have those feelings or or what it is, it was like, "Okay, well, you're both." Well, fuck. Now I'm lifting weights, and now I'm making gains, and it's never been something that I allowed to limit me. It it only pushed me forward. It only gave me that confidence to keep moving forward. But like sometimes I have like the gender queer, um, or even some really uh, lesbians that fall on the more masculine side of the spectrum, but they are cis women. They're masculine, um, butch. There's some other words th- that we use. Um, but it's work with your biology, not against it. Right? Like yeah, yeah work with it you can be you can bulk up like females can bulk up like you're not gonna just pick up some weights and then you're gonna be bulky but at the same time if you put effort into it if you eat if you do what you need to do you can bulk up you can do either way you can get slim and you can get j-lo if you want or you can bulk up and you can get huge and you can be who the fuck you are you just gotta put the work in
0: yeah, and if you like, for instance, if you're a if you're a cis female, and some cis females actually can put on muscle pretty well, and mm. it's too much, just don't eat as much protein as the other fucking cis females. That's simple. Now you right, just work with yeah. your biology. You just compensate it because there mm-hmm. is a template and formula that you can start people out on. But once they get on that baseline program, you have to look at the symptoms their body's producing and make changes accordingly. And then the next right, thing, thing the you know, yeah, and after about a if you had two people with the same composition put them on the same diet within a couple of months, they could be completely different diet plans and both work for your, for the person that they've got them on.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. There's no one size fits all there. And so you just, you just work with what you have because even if you're starting at one spot, you just keep saying, okay, this works, this works, this doesn't work. And you just keep building on it and you can get wherever the hell you want to get.
0: And it's actually, if you have something that you think is holding you back and you still manage to get that done, like for instance, When I trained the transgender individual for a contest, you know, they pretty much had everything going against them as far as shape and, and, you know, hormones and stuff. But at the same time, when that person got on stage and her stage presence and how feminine she looked, it was like, wow, that you know what? That's more impressive because the stuff she didn't have that these other females had, she got. And the structural flaws that she had, we actually had fixed. And Mm -hmm. the way she carried herself on stage, she looked more feminine. She was just as feminine as any other woman up there, right? it's not
1: to take away from someone's struggle, but it's to say that yeah. it's, it's almost like the the
0: your victory is almost that much more beautiful when you fucking yeah, fight through everything. Exactly. Instead of saying I can't because of this, be like, mm-hmm. you oh, know, I can't in of it, right? Be like, it's gonna look even better when I do it because of this.
1: Right. Watch me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so then there's, those are two types of people. You have people that say, no matter, it doesn't even have to be like a title. It could be as something as I'm broke or something. The people that say, I can't. And then you have people that mm. says, okay, I just got to find a way.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: So did like you said, all it comes down to is how bad do you want to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I walked away from my, my career and it's just, this is what I want to do. So now it's just like, I'm going to make this work one way or another. Like this is going to work. Yeah. This is, this is the way that my life is going. And you don't allow Any other option in, and then you that's what you want, that's what you go get.
0: Yep, and you focus everything you've got into there, eventually, it has to take off.
1: And I think that's universal, right? Like uh, you had mentioned, like the the differences, like sometimes we have all these labels, and I'm a person who thinks labels are important, um, but I don't think um, it's necessarily separates us from the fundamental uh, or from a fundamental um, human experience we have to work for what the fuck we want and you don't let anybody stop you and you go out there and you get it. And I think that that's what you find in the gym all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's funny. It's like, like I said, or the one place where people think discrimination is, is like the last place you would see it. If it's an actual sure. old school gym with people that walk, want to work their asses off, that's all they care about. Yeah. And um, that's very, um, that's one thing I really like about my line of work is so, because I've had yeah, so every type of person in the world come in there and I've trained them, and it's just no issues whatsoever.
1: So, like, I live in uh, South Mississippi, and um, the way I look, you can sometimes you can tell I'm a boy, sometimes uh, you tell I'm a girl, like back and forth. So sometimes restrooms can be an issue, as you and I talked about. But I'll tell you, one of the places it almost never happens is a gym. Because yeah. no one cares. They've already like they're focused on their workout. We're just going into the locker room and we're getting ourselves dressed or getting ready or doing whatever you gotta do. Um and you're getting, you know, getting at your at your goals. And it's not it's not I rarely ever have any issues at a gym. It's it's always out in public someplace else.
0: Yeah. That's that yeah, that's true. But <clears throat> so when it comes to the whole people that have the bathroom walls and stuff are usually people who haven't experienced it, because if you ever see like, from my perspective, if you're a dude and you see some hot transgender woman walk in there, you're going to get more uncomfortable if they're coming in the male bathroom. So, like, it's right, just yeah. they, but they haven't experienced that. So, they have no idea mm-hmm. what they're setting laws against, you know? Nice. And at the meantime, they're fucking embarrassing that person by making them go somewhere that's uncomfortable because For they, don't under, they, they don't understand the brain body mismatch that's going on with them because mm-hmm. they're, they just don't want to learn.
1: Well, so, the lack of understanding, you're making people's lives
0: miserable. Yeah, because you are unwilling to educate yourself. Yep. So it's, it's uh, yeah. Um, shoot. Uh, what was I going to say? Okay, so that's this goes into like one of the last things I want to ask you is because um, I think this is a question that's it's not really fitness-related, but I think it's very important that every time I have a guest on here like this, I would like to ask them this question just so people that are listening can get an idea of what they may need to be more aware of. So... You know, with the whole LGBT plus however many letters because it changes all the time. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Community, um, from my side of the fence, for lack like of a better term, there's a lot of misconceptions out there about any mm. of the any of the letters in that acronym. Right. What do you think? Either what you've seen with other people or yourself as being gender, uh, genderqueer. Jenny, I, I just wanna say gender fluid. I don't know, i get mixed up. It's you know,
1: basically, it's the same thing. So I'm, you know, it's
0: okay, pretty okay. well
1: interchangeable.
0: So, so gen, you being gender queer, or what you've seen with other people in mm-hmm. the community, what do you think are some of the mis, biggest misconceptions that people on my side have? And what would you think would be the best way to start um, remedying that, fixing that?
1: Oh, you know, I have to say that one of the biggest misconceptions is that um, our lives are so different it's almost like we have this, a lot of the times I find um, that people who aren't around people in my community very often, they have, they don't have an, they almost think that we're like a separate, um, we live separate lives. Like we aren't taking out the trash. We don't have doctor's appointments, you know, like we aren't like paying our taxes. It, I would just say that the biggest thing to do is just have a conversation. Stop being so that's them and this is us. And just have conversations with people, and then you'll find that you have more similarities than you have differences.
0: Which is something we've touched on a lot in this conversation. Right. So it's like absolutely, yes. it's just it's just people trying to make it just like anybody else.
1: And that's it, man. I'm just trying to run a business. You know, actually, I'm a parent. Uh, I'm trying to raise my kid. It's just that's it. Just
0: yeah, you see it. You see it here in Hawaii because that community is, is big here. And you'll go in the grocery store and see people working and people buying. And it's just like it's this whole melting pot of, like, mm. Filipino, Asian, um, white people, trans people, gay people. So, like, you see everybody doing everyday shit. So it's kind of mm-hmm. easier to make that correlation here. But I know on the mainland it's not so much like that it's everywhere. Look,
1: especially and not yeah, Mississippi. Yeah. In South Mississippi, it's not as bad. But still, I lived in New England for a couple of years. And I loved it because I didn't have any issues. Uh, in new england in terms of what i look like uh, it was a lot different between new england and, and south mississippi obviously
0: yeah and another thing um when people get your gender wrong when addressing you mm. you know if that happens to someone else i guess the best advice would be you know it's it doesn't mean they're coming at you it's just a simple misunderstanding so you just correct them and then everybody's good instead of losing your shit like some people would
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I definitely, um, I ha- actually had this discussion uh, through Instagram not too long ago. So for me, because I feel both male and female, I don't have, uh, there's no misgendering me. doesn't matter what you call me. You can say, excuse me, sir. And I'll answer you. Excuse me, ma'am. Especially when I worked on a casino floor, I would get both and it never, ever bothered me. Um, and so my thing is, 90% of the time, people are not being um, mean or they're not trying to, um, they, there's no um, negative connotation coming along with you being misgendered. So why get so upset about it? Correct them, and then if they still continue to do it, I think that's a different story. I think yeah, you should that's respect people's pronouns. You respect people's pronouns, you respect people's boundaries, um, but when someone genuinely didn't know, um, you need to be more self-aware. Be self-aware enough to know that you could be confusing. Based on society's um, existing binaries and the way that people are raised, it would be confusing to know whether I was male or female. I'm self-aware enough to know that. So I'm not going to get my feelings hurt if someone were to uh, misgender me. Or, And I think the same should go for other people. If you know that it's easy for them to say, sir, to you, be self-aware. Oh, no, it's ma'am. And then if they don't respect you, that's a different story. But why jump, why jump to being offended?
0: You know, and um, even if you're on the other side of that and the person doesn't agree with the whole um, pronouns and stuff, you know, that's cool, but show them the respect and address them.
1: Absolutely, yes. If, you respect if, all the if, pronouns when they tell you. Yeah, you, you don't. Sure.
0: If so, like, I'm not big on the they thing. I think you could at least, because I, I, I don't know why. I guess I haven't been around it a lot. Mm-hmm, but sure. um, at the same time, if somebody said that's what they want to be called, then I would do it. That's like, my name is Jedediah, but some people would butcher it. And I, I don't let them keep butchering I correct them, right? So, right. or they say to Jeff or Jeb. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's Jed. That's the same thing. And you're not going right. to say my name wrong just to be a fucking asshole because you don't think it's spelled that way, even though it is.
1: Yes. And I think no. this goes across the board, right? So, some people's names um, may be more difficult to pronounce based on their ethnicity or things like that. That doesn't mean you can be like, oh, well, you know what I meant. Or, oh, well, I can't say that, so I'm just going to call you this. You don't get to do those things. You can't just disrespect someone's pronouns. You can't just disrespect a name that their mother or their parents or whomever gave them. You you call them by their name and you be respectful. Um, but I also think that the first time someone mispronounces your name, you don't even immediately jump to being a fan. Yeah, the first yeah. time you get misgendered or the first time you, someone's not using their correct pronouns. I think that that's the problem is that if you were actually, if we were to, as a whole human group here, If I'm not going to get offended the first time and you're not going to do it on purpose, we get to make a connection there. And then a lot of the uh, resentments could be resolved.
0: You know, um, sometimes when people try, like, oh, we'll we'll say it another way. Sometimes when people do misgender you Mm -hmm. or sometimes they may ask, like if I don't know. Because some some of the the drag queens here, like if they're not, they want to be male. If they are, they want to be dressed as female. Some are cool with being addressed as a female all the time, even when they're sure. not in drag. And so sometimes if I slip up, because I have before, and, and mm-hmm. said she when the dudes obviously not in drag, and I'd be like, hey, I'm sorry. You know, actually, what do you prefer to be? Bam. And then, and, but sometimes people be like, well, what do you think? Like, no, they're they're fucking trying, man. They either they either took oh, a shot, man. they took a fifty fifty shot. And went with he or she, and they got wrong. and mm-hmm. Or they just they said, you know what? I don't want to look like an idiot, so I'm just going to ask him. And then you still made him look like a fucking idiot. Now, what's better? <laughs> is it better that that person is trying and they got it wrong? Or the fact that they're so worried of offending you that they don't even talk to you and you just lost out on one less friend? All right,
1: so my, my opinion in life is that your character um, and the way you act is not a reflection on my character, right? So I'm going to make the best choice I can um, to do the right thing. And to me, the right thing is to ask what your pronouns are. If I think that there is an, uh, a possibility that your pronouns are not going to be based on stereotype, what stereotypically uh, we use, uh, if it's not based on the normal gender binary, right? Male, female. If I can't obviously see what that is, then I'm going to ask you, right? So somebody pops in my DMs uh, on instagram they're looking for uh some sort of workout program i ask hey just to make sure that we're on the same page here uh do you have preferred pronouns i'm not gonna stop doing that because one person may not like it or one person is offended because i think that's the right thing to do so yeah. if that one person um it's just an asshole you don't want to then just back up and say oh no no, no i'm never going to do that again because what you're doing is the right thing
0: yeah and it, it can um what I keep thinking is, is for somebody new that's not experienced this, it can be confusing. But at the same time, a part of me is like it's actually really fucking simple, especially when it comes to the the the, the trans thing. I'm hoping I can get a transgender yeah. guest on here that works out so we can hear from for you know hear from the source. Absolutely.
1: But, so and
0: yeah, and I don't speak well, for all gender
1: queer people. You know, like yeah. I speak for my experience and then the people that I've come in contact with, obviously.
0: So crap, I cannot remember what I was going to say. I had something really good I was going to say. I do that so bad. I don't know if it's because of the diet I'm on or what, but, man, I just fucking forget shit. What are you I eating, bro? It. I don't know. Like, not a lot. I only drink carbs when I work out because I'm not doing I a lot. So oh, I'm, like, on protein and fats. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. Um, So it's not always so complicated. Sometimes it's really simple that you don't see it. Mm-hmm. Like, for the transit thing, um, when guys will ask me, you know, well, I don't know how to dress or what to do. I was like, they, they're a woman. Treat them like a fucking woman. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if, sure. you, if you happen to be one of those guys that prefers transgender women and you go out with them all day hold the fucking door open for them like yeah. sit, sit down do the same shit you would do with a cisgender woman because and, it's, and if, if I offend somebody out there with this analogy I'm sorry but this is usually how I try to explain it when people are are as like you know you have Christianity but then you have like Catholicism Methodist and all this alright you have trans females cis females so they're both female right yeah yeah i dig it's it. just it you can look at it as a different denomination but when it comes down when it comes down to it it's just as much female as anybody else treat her as such and when you want to talk about the whole military thing well they're not going to know what barracks to put them in where they're going to make them poop <laughs> they're like no it's it's <laughs> a trans woman they transition treat them like a woman like because that's what they are mm-hmm. it's that it's that simple but it's so simple you guys are getting fucking confused thinking about the shit so, right, I heard
1: once, uh, well, what if you put the trans woman in the barracks with the other women, and then she likes women? Well, don't you think there's fucking lesbians out there? Like, <laughs> there's one of them, right? Like That's, like not, never that's not a it, not argument, you. right? You still treat her like a woman. You treat her like the father yeah
0: You had this same argument like 10 years ago when Don't Ask, Don't Tell was <laughs> implemented. 10, right. 20 Oh, it's like twenty. well oh, shoot, it was probably long enough. It was wow, almost thirty years ago that I was put in. Wasn't it? It was. In, it was yeah, Clinton. it was a
1: long time. Ago. Don't don't tell. it Was definitely in in nineteen ninety nine. That's whenever I got. Uh,
0: or two thousand, I got out. Yeah. Now, it was uh towards. I don't want to say Clinton's second term. When yeah. You it. I Clinton remember you remember you remember reading the the document when you go to maps how they read you the document and it tells you all the rules on it. They, <laughs> yeah, they sit you down. Sure. You can't get up till you read all this. You got to read it. Yeah. All.
1: Yeah, I was seventeen when I went in. I was like, I didn't have any clue what I was fucking reading, anyways.
0: I was, <laughs> I was, um, I was twenty-four, right? And so when I went to boot camp, there's all these seventeen-year-olds, and I was just—it mm. wasn't hard because of boot camp. It was hard because all these teenagers kept fucking up and getting us in trouble, doing shit. Oh that, yeah, me that. I could predict because I knew where their head was because of their age and just getting out of high school. I was like, somebody's getting ready to say this shit to him, and we're all about to get in trouble, and exactly what happened. That would it's happen. So yeah. You know what?
1: It was funny because we had um, me and another 17-year-old. Um, So I was, like, super uh, naive and very quiet and stuff. So I was, like, promoted out of basic training because I did, like – they said jump, I jump. Like, it was no uh, – I did not rebel at all in basic training. Yeah. I did whatever the hell I was supposed to. But there was an older woman, and um I think that it was like there's that prime space between like I think 22, 23, and then like say 28, where you can go in and you can manage your own emotions. And you're not going to do dumb shit like us at 17, but you're not. You're also like not so used to like managing your own life that you're still a little bit like you can still manage getting in the military and being told what to do. This woman was like 31, 32, and she was not about to do what people told her to do. And I don't know what she thought the military was gonna be, but she was like, I'm not doing it. And so I cannot tell you how many times we got dropped after uh, mealtime because she wasn't doing what they wanted her to do. She wouldn't rush her food. She wasn't there very long, but it was interesting to see like the age gaps and how people acted.
0: You know, when um, one of the best advice I heard going in was do not say shit, just do whatever, right? So I was under the radar forever don't know. And what I think one day one of them picked up like, you know what, we haven't beat up. We haven't picked on that guy. He's been quiet. And for like, they would get me for the dumbest shit. One time they came in and you can see right here, it's only been a couple of days and I'm already growing facial hair again. They would rub my ID card on my face and if they could hear anything, oh, they'd make me yeah. shave. So then it got to where I had to shave morning and every time after we got back from eating. So I was shaving three or four times a day, ripping my face apart because I only had yeah. one razor left and they told us we'd be able to buy more razors. Then we never bought more razors. So now I'm like <laughs> ironing shirts, I'm ironing shirts at night for razors. Like I'm in fucking prison uh-huh. and does every so time in funny. my face. I thought I was going to have permanent skin damage, but you know what? I didn't go, I didn't go whine and file a like grievance and stuff. I just nah. said, you know what? Bro, you I, 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 I knew That there was something was going to happen. I knew I was going to get my ass handed to me. I knew all this was going to happen. I signed up for it, so I got to suck it up and shut up and get through this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're you're not going in for a vacation. You're going in for a reason. Oh, no.
0: And you know what? The one thing I told myself was it's going to be over. This isn't forever. In eight weeks, I'm out of here, and it's done. So it's not going to kill me to suck it up and get through this.
1: And you can do that with even, like, workout routines. You you know, if you get through phases of your training, sometimes it's
0: going to suck. Suck it up. Get through it, right? Yeah. You, you know what makes a diet take forever? When you don't fucking listen to it. When right. when I, I tell people like, well, how often can I have a beer? How often listen, you want this diet to be over, then get to the finish line. That means you got you can't fuck around. Get on it, stick strict to the plan, communicate with me. And the sooner you reach your goals, the sooner you can be laid back and have a little bit of what you want here and there because it's mm-hmm. easier to maintain than it is to make progress. When you're making progress, the way mm-hmm. to shorten the amount of time on that diet is to stay on it and get it done.
1: Yeah, the composition changes to your body are the the hardest, eh, because you're working against what's already there. When you're maintaining, it's much
0: easier. And McDonald's is not going out of business anytime soon. It'll be there when your diet's over. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I say that all the time. Like, people think that because I'm on a diet for two months, that cookies are going to be out of style, and they're never going to fucking eat them again. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, are you done? Yeah, Yeah, like your burger's still going to be there when you're
1: done. Yeah. 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 I've
0: been out longer than freaking anything. So... Yeah, that's how the mindset I had going in there was like, okay, eight weeks, I'm out of here, and you know, you, you know how it is—you start you start living by the week, then you live by the day, then you live by the meal. You're like, okay, it's almost lunch. And,
1: yeah, because I don't know if you guys did this, but we did like a six and a wake up, or like five and a wake up
0: until like graduation yeah, yeah. day, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was um, at the time I wasn't a big fan, of but now looking back, I had I had a lot of fun in boot camp. okay you know, oh, yeah. uh, same thing in the military in general, I had a lot of fun even though it was rough and there was parts that I hated, but. I'm glad I did it, but uh, for sure. definitely like people like us that have served priorly, like we learn a lot of these life lessons going through there because you have no fucking choice. You either yeah, wash yeah. out, and you, if you wash out under bad conditions, then you're never going to get back up because that's going to haunt you for the rest of your life, so your best but, bet yeah. is just to swallow your pride and fucking listen, and when you get out in the civilian world, you realize how much more disciplined and stuff you are and how much more shit you can do.
1: Yeah, I mean, me getting out of the military, um, and especially because I went in so young, I had life lessons and the ability and that discipline that um, got me way farther in my career than other people did. Um, just because I, I knew how to, when it was time to shut up and listen and when it was time to pick a leadership position and when it was time to just put your head down and work hard.
0: And a lot of that stuff is a gut check, case-by-case case basis. There's no rule book. Like, if you go by mm-hmm. the rule book with every situation, you will fuck up a couple of those situations. For, for sure, the, yeah. the life life lessons you learn are what gives you that instinct to be able to say, well, this person, we're doing this with that person. i was the same thing. But this person's not an asshole, not a shitbag, so mm-hmm. you know, we're going to do this instead. And people can get mad, but you know what? If you had a shitty, if you didn't have such a shitty track record, you'd <laughs> fucking we'd handle it just like we would the other guys. So, so that's what you get for having just a lifelong track record of just being a shitbag, bag
1: mm-hmm. so
0: you have to learn how to handle cases differently and you know i think you know just going through like military and, and growing up early some people have to grow up early because like they have a kid early or they they're out on the street or whatever like those people learn those life lessons a lot sooner
1: oh than, yeah uh, yeah like others life experience oh. yeah i think uh the people that get life experience younger sometimes end up um it like me i mean i've i've screwed up so many things but at this point I wouldn't change it because at 37 I'm in the best place I've ever been in my life. I'm the most authentically me and I am the happiest I've ever been in my life.
0: Yeah. And even, even me being like, you know, just plain white, straight dude from the South. Like, I've done a lot of embarrassing things, a lot of fucked up just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, I, I used to be like, man, I wish I could take all that back. But then I look at how many things do I do better now because I fucked up so much? How many times I screwed up and embarrassed myself and people didn't want to hang out with me and stuff because of that and everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, it doesn't matter because I live here now and I wouldn't even know those people. But now because of that, I've learned how to be better around other people, you know, socially and with um, just – life hurdles just come carry up. I I yourself differently yeah, yeah yeah so but i do that because of all the past experiences so mm-hmm. no I, even though it sucked and i still you know i think back i still feel stupid for doing some of that stuff at the same time i wouldn't turn away because that's made me who i am now
1: yeah absolutely and i think that it's there's something to be said for someone who has had those negative experiences or who's just plain not sure coding it just did some real dumb shit i mean i'm one of them um, but once you get to this place where you, you can say, okay, I'm comfortable now. And I took those experiences and I turned them into, into good things. And I'm, I'm, you know, hitting my goals and I'm accomplishing things. I think that's something to be said, but if you're still just a shitbag, bag, still making shit bag decisions, then, you know, that's, yeah. that's different. That's different.
0: And we always think it's just us that has those experiences, but I think everybody does. It's just like mm-hmm. you said, it's a matter of, am I going to use this to learn and turn it into something positive? I'm going to make the best of it, or I'm just going to say, poor me and fucking sit in my corner and never go anywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely cuz so, I think sometimes people don't make bad decisions and then um There we go. Okay. Uh, so okay. some people will make bad decisions and then that those bad bad decisions will catch up with them and they're like, "Oh, I just can't catch a break." No. <laughs> you're catching the repercussions of the things that you did. Like yeah. you you did this, you know, and you got to deal with it and then you move on.
0: And if you want things to start better, you have to start doing better stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Once now, you know better, um, you do better. One thing I forgot to ask, do you do online?
1: Yes, most of my coaching is online.
0: Okay, so for those of you that are interested in getting in touch with Coach Bradley, I'm going to, in the description, the YouTube video, and on the podcast, I will put down all of her information, her IG. She says, you say you usually do most talking and and stuff through IG, right, through DMs? Yes.
1: Yes, yeah, so IG is the best place to catch me. Um, I'll give you my email address to post up there as well, but uh, I am on IG and I answer all
0: DMs, everything. What's your, go ahead and say your IG account real quick so everybody can look it up before I post it.
1: At Bradley, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y underscore fitness underscore nutrition.
0: Awesome. And Riley, I hope we get to have you on again for some other activities we do on podcasting. Hope we can get a crew of us in here and talk about... I think we should. I I actually have some questions, like questions off the fitness and bodybuilding record. I think it'd be cool if we got a few of us in here and asked them and saw what everybody thought. And uh, I think, I think the people out there watching would get, uh, would be entertained, of course, but at the same time would get some, uh, but I have a few epiphanies watching different types of people have the same opinion and sometimes have different opinions, sometimes the same person having different opinions. So yeah, yeah,
1: I love it. It's um, a, a whole different array of people. You know, you get in um, a lesbian, cisgender lesbian in here or you get, you know, if you can find a transgender person to get on here and just have um, with the, the straight white male sort of um, conversations. I love those.
0: Yeah. And definitely people from different areas too, like mainland and Hawaii and stuff that way people can see how it's different everywhere you go.
1: Um, Absolutely. that's one
0: of, that's one of my goals in the end to have something regularly like that, to where we can kind of like get the right idea. And people said that, Hey, quit. You know, I know there's different types of people different types of orientation. That's mean Everybody has to be so damn divisive. So, um, hopefully we'll get started on something like that soon, but definitely keep in touch. I appreciate you coming on and telling your story to everybody. Um, for those listening out there, I'll put up our information. So you guys can get in touch, everybody. Um, this is the first episode of please welcome and we'll see you all next time.
1: Excellent. Thanks guys.